0: Hello, and welcome to Fit Feed Radio. Vinny here. Uh, Just, you know, really felt like going solo a little bit today. Uh, Just had a couple things on my mind, and I just wanted to share it, you know? So why not hop on the good old Fit Feed Radio podcast and, you know, give give it to you all? So, yeah, you know, I, today, wanted to dive into intermittent fasting. So... This is, you know, obviously it's super popular. It's a really, uh, you know, popular diet amongst, uh, the fitness crowd. A lot of people use it. And, you know, it, at the end of the day, it, it's really interesting to think about it because you can look at it, uh, from multiple lenses here. So you can look at it as a diet, which most people do. Most people think, okay, I'm going to do intermittent fasting. This is how I'm going to lose weight. Right. And then uh, another way you can look at it is you can look at it as a tool. You can look at it as, you know, I'm not going to eat until noon today because I know that I'm about to go out uh, f- for a Friday night dinner with a bunch of my friends and we're going to drink and have cheeseburgers and French fries and stuff like that. So why not, you know, not have breakfast, save some calories there, you know, have something decent for lunch, but nothing crazy, right? Right. And then enjoy myself a really large dinner because, you know, by eliminating breakfast, essentially I was able to create a deficit for the rest of my day that I could use later. So I think it's really important to, you know, talk about this and to make it known that, you know, fasting isn't just, you know, for a diet. So kind of some backstory, I guess, and where I'm coming from here. So I've done a bunch of different types of intermittent fasting, and that's the thing is intermittent fasting is kind of an umbrella for a lot of different things. Uh, You have the warrior diet. You have, you know, 16-8 fasting. I've done a program before where you only fast for 15 hours because, you know, certain studies show that, you know, you still get the same benefits from fasting for 15 hours, the autophagy um, and stuff like that, you know, cleaning out those you know, bad cells, dead cells, things like that, that aren't very worthwhile to, for your body to keep around. Cause at the end of the day, that's one of the biggest, uh, things that studies have directly shown when it comes to intermittent fasting. Doesn't really, when calories are equated to somebody that eats, you know, three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, then they are still going to you know, get the same results as somebody who's intermittent fasting and eating the same amount of calories as them. So, you know, it's not magic. And when it comes to weight loss, now, when it comes to, you know, the autophagy things like that, you know, especially, um, I believe there's some studies like with cancer patients, you know, this is good because, you know, they're with their cells, it's helps regenerate, you know, replace. And, you know, it's been, I, I honestly don't know a crap ton about it but essentially it's good to clean out all of the bad right okay so when it comes to intermittent fasting right it's a lot of different things and you know with it from my experience I find that it is just a very convenient and easy way to you know make eating happen um especially considering I'm the type of person like Uh, you know, especially lately, like been getting hello, fresh meals and stuff. And those things can be upward of a thousand calories for a dinner, which is honestly nuts when you think about it. Cause sometimes it's like not even that much food. It's like a pork sausage sandwich and it's a thousand freaking calories. And you're like, well, why this is not going to fill me up. (laughs) So, you know, when stuff like that happens, it's like, yeah, you gotta adjust. You gotta kind of be prepared to, you know, take a different direction and different approach to your meals throughout the day because, yeah, I wouldn't be able to have, you know, pancakes uh, and a protein shake or something for breakfast because that could easily be up to, like, 400 to 600 calories. You know, yeah, pancakes, egg like Kodiak cakes, eggs, and, like, a piece of fruit usually will put me around, like, 550, 600 calories um, depending, you know, how much I ate and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's tough, you know, because <laughs> if I'm at a – what, like 2,000 calorie uh, per day plan, then I only have 1,500 to go. If I have a salad with chicken for lunch, there's another 600. So well, let's just round up, I'm at 1,200. And then if I am uh, have dinner, that's going to be a 1,000. Then what? Uh, math 1200 plus a thousand is 2200 if my deficit calories are 2000 i'm 200 over and that's no good because that means that i'm not going to truly be in my calorie deficit which means i am not going to lose body fat which is obviously going to be very annoying because that's what i would be trying to do (laughs) so because of that it's really good to know where you stand there and with with the calories and also you know knowing what your day can can look like so going off of that what am i trying to say right so what i'm trying to say is you can use intermittent fasting in such a way that you can make you know the foods that you love fit you can go out on a friday night you're able to enjoy a nice you know dinner that you purchased um that was, you know, sent to your doorstep with all the ingredients, nice and simple. You didn't have to do any of the guesswork and you just whip it up and then you can eat it without having to worry about it at all or worrying about, okay, I need to use less oil here or, oh, I guess I won't eat the bun with this, you know, so that way you don't have to cut corners in that respect and then maybe not make the food how it's supposed to be. However, I will say, especially with HelloFresh, you can definitely like have the oil, like use half the oil, like, Nine out of ten times, like they use ungodly <laughs> amounts of oil sometimes. And it's like, God damn, like I don't need this much oil just to saute some veggies. That's what the heat is going to do. Or just use some olive oil and then spray some Pam in there too, or something. Like, you do not need <laughs> to use like 10 tablespoons of, <laughs> of olive oil on your goddamn veggies. You're kind of eliminating the whole point (laughs) by doing that. A little bit of olive oil goes a long way, but rant over there. Okay. So what's really interesting though, is what I've been looking into a little bit more lately is the warrior diet. And I know this is really popular um, amongst people who literally love to, for lack of a better way to put it, binge at night. Like they love to just go gung ho for four hours and just have at it, like eat whatever the French toaster sticks, they want probably all the French toaster sticks. I don't know why the fuck I'm not like swearing either. That was a really hard F-, F bomb there, but whatever. This is an explicit show. I'm sorry if your kid's around. I'm very sorry. If so, let me know. Anyway, so with the warrior diet, you know, most people think it's okay, it's one either one meal a day or I get four hours to eat whatever the heck I want. So obviously, in this situation, Going to Five Guys and getting a double cheeseburger with everything on it, with a large fry and a large drink, is probably not going to be the best use of your calories for the day. Fun fact as well, I guarantee you that that stuff from Five Guys is probably your entire day's calories anyway, and when you're still hungry after that, you're going to be going over your calories, so you're just going to be setting yourself up for a little bit of a disappointment there. So, just something to note as much as I love Five Guys. Five Guys, if you want to sponsor this podcast, just hit me up. That would be awesome. (laughs) Um, So that's the thing. The original author as well, oh, gosh. I mean, I think Martin Birkin, I could be wrong. Um, Don't quote me on this. But the original author, though, of The Warrior Diet, the original person that came up with it, that's not even what they were trying to say. They weren't trying to tell you that oh, you can like not eat anything most of the day, and then as soon as you, um, are you know get through the day, that you can just eat whatever you want at night. No, that he has a very like sh- I would say it's kind of strict uh, protocol of how you are supposed to do it. So, qu- kind of quickly here, just to, um, know. I'm actually gonna pull it up real quick because I have it here. So perfect. Okay, Ori Hoffhoffmeckler, O R I Ori, Ori Hoffmeckler, H O F M E K L E R. So if you're interested, you can check that out. Um, so yeah, with his different like phases with this, you know, like week one is supposed to be kind of like a detox week uh is what he calls it so you know with this yeah you can water fast the entire day until you have the meals at night or you can you know do whatever you want okay okay you can't do whatever you want i take that back but that's kind of one of the just the phases right now so phase one is detox phase two you're eating higher fat and then with that it's going to be yes like the example here is you're going to be eating more nuts okay so just for an example there and then in the phase three this is where it's more of the like going into fat loss um, because, you know, his method and ideology behind it is in phase two, your body's going to learn how to use fat as fuel, and then you'll be able to go into phase three, and you'll be able to have some higher carb and lower carb days. And these days are, are very specific, right? So a high carb day is most likely going to be, it's not even most likely, it's going to be on your workout day. Why? Because carbs help fuel your workouts, helps, you know, replenish glycogen. Glycogen helps fuel your muscles, fuels the mitochondria, gives you strength, gives you power, you know, all that science mumbo jumbo, right? So if you have more carbs on your training day, you're going to recover better. You're going to perform better. You're going to feel better. You're not going to be slumping through your workout and feel like absolute trash. So something to consider there. And then with, um, your, lower carb days, right? Those are going to be your off days. Why? Because you don't really need that many carbs, um, to finish your day there. Um, because you're not doing as much, at least ideally you shouldn't be, you should be actually resting, right? So due to that, it's okay. And honestly, probably recommended that you do have uh, lower carbs and you know this is classic carb cycling type mentality that you know tons of people do like this is very popular like in some crossfit communities um as well as just from you know a different diet perspective uh it's just a different way to cycle your calories without really having to you know like uh I mean, think about it too much sometimes, you know, it's just on workout days, I eat more carbs, a little bit more food on rest days, I eat less carbs and a little less food due to that because I'm not eating more calories, right? Okay. So now what I want to talk about with the warrior diet specifically here is how, you know, yeah, people think that, okay, so it's, I don't eat anything all day and that I can eat wrong. He has detailed eating plans in this where his recommendations are pretty much that like in the morning. <laughs> it's it's so funny. It says two glasses of room temperature water. Right. So I know that's something that was popular, too, is like putting lemon in your water. And, you know, it's supposed to help with X, Y, Z, uh, W, Y, whatever. Um, it, but, you know, so that's just kind of something. Take it or leave it and then it says also that you know one uh fruit is actually on there in the morning so we all know with intermittent fasting it's supposed to be fasting right you're not supposed to eat anything at least that's what they want like that's how it's been advertised that's how it's been shown because you know this is when it comes to you know trying to get the autophagy especially you know that's like the biggest thing the cleansing your cells you know people are like really gung-ho about no you can't eat anything so why would the like ori with this say that you can have one fruit questions am i right so also says yeah you could have coffee and tea and you know what else he says it doesn't have to be just black coffee you can have a splash of half and half or two percent milk in it huh what you can actually add something to your coffee and it's not going to ruin my fast. Yeah. Yeah, you can. It's nuts, isn't it? Who'd have thunk? So I continue. And then it, it's not from morning to lunch either. It's morning to mid-morning. And guess what he says you can have there again? A piece of fruit. You can have a piece of fruit. Or you can have uh, juice if you're a juice like person, right? So like, yeah. Carrots, beets, parsley, celery, that sounds like absolute hell to me. But if that's your cup of tea or cup of juice, then you can go for it. (laughs) And for another option, two, 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 another option that he brings up as well is that, you know, it's okay to have a little bit of protein uh, or something too. So, you know, plain yogurt, for example, some eggs, cottage cheese, uh, ricotta cheese even, um, or is something that you can fit in there a little bit to get a little bit of protein, a little bit of fat. So that's cool too. And then for lunch, like you can have, yeah, like a clear soup broth, you know, like um, what do, bouillon cubes or something if you want some flavor, I guess. Um, I know some people as well, you know, opt for, uh, I think miso soup is an example um, or something along those lines. But in this too, he has a salad. Literally a freaking salad that you can use now with this salad mainly says only use olive oil and vinegar as you're like dressing. And he says like, use it sparingly though. So full disclosure, um, to not use too much. Right. Which makes sense. Don't want olive oil is very calorically dense and it can add up very quick, but a little bit goes a long way. Remember the HelloFresh conversation. It'll work if you just use a little bit, trust me. And with it, too, there's an afternoon snack where he says you can have yogurt or this trademarked warrior milk, carrot juice, fresh fruit, whatever the heck. And with these two, so <laughs> so let's just recap here real quick. I thought fasting was supposed to be I don't need anything until the day's over and I like just smash food at night, am I right? But with this approach, he's literally saying that you can, and here's the magic word here, control your fast. By eating these foods and I do I've written an article in the past about controlled fasting and I think it is a perfect approach for a lot of people because with it, it it's essentially like you get to eat some food throughout the day but it's low calorie and filling so it's not going to put you over right like you're going to be able to make it until dinner time without feeling like you're going to go on this big ass bender binge because you're, you're going to have some food in your stomach still. So because of that, you know, it, it, controlling your fast via fruits, vegetables, some uh, light protein, maybe like a little bit of fat or something like it, that's amazing. Like how, why would you not want to do that for yourself? You know, no matter w- what kind of intermittent fasting approach you're doing, and, um, because it it just makes sense. Like, especially if you know that you're the type of person that you're going to be starving Marvin by the time you get to the end of the day. Like, this is going to be a perfect solution for you. And it's going to be a great way to honestly keep yourself accountable, too, with getting fruits and vegetables in your day. Because let's be honest. Honesty hour, please. I bet you're not eating as many fruits and vegetables as you should be. So eat your freaking fruits and vegetables, man. That's all I'm saying. And this is a great way to force yourself. And this is actually something I tried a couple of days ago because I was like, I'm just kind of interested. Let's see what happens. And you know what? I did. And I, I found like a little bit of a balance um, with different foods. And then I was well within, yeah, my calorie limit uh, throughout the day as we approached dinner. So I was able to enjoy myself at dinner as well. Which brings me into how earlier I was saying that, you know, he has a approach that he recommends when it comes to your dinner meal as well. So I'm going to go into that real quick right now. So what he basically recommends is that you start with your vegetables and protein. So, I mean, it doesn't matter exactly what, but, you know, start with your salad, start with your veggies, and then you can eat your meat a little bit uh, alongside that. So, you know, ideally what that's probably going to do is make you feel full, make you feel good. And then you're going to be eating your protein. Like these are the two like most filling things that in your meal, um, especially if you have enough of a volume with your vegetables. Um, so you're eating, yeah, like a cup or an, and a half or so of broccoli or something. Then yeah, that's going to probably keep you feeling pretty full. And then after that, if it's a higher carb day, then you can finish your meal with your carbs, with your rice, with your sweet potato, with your queen quinoa if you know that commercial, let me know. (laughs) Um, so yeah, that's what he says. And then finally to kind of round it all out, especially after you're done eating this meal, since, you know, ideally you probably weren't eating too much earlier in the day. And this doesn't even entail any calorie tracking with this approach either. I just want to put that out there. Naturally speaking, This should put you in a calorie deficit because you're eating so many fruits and vegetables and you're getting a lot decent amount of protein in your day that you're not going to be hungry for, um, you know, the way, uh, Dan John says it, right. Is the cardboard carbohydrates. So your pop tarts, your cereals, your, um, pastas, uh, things like that. Like you're not going to be as hungry for them because you're going to be full from everything else that you're eating. But anyway, so after your dinner, he recommends taking a 20-minute break afterwards, which kind of reminds me of uh, something I've used with clients in the past, which is basically, you know, I call it the 20-minute rule. And in this 20 minutes, what you're going to be doing is you're not going to be sitting around like trying to freaking like think about what you're going to eat next. At least ideally you shouldn't be. If you are sitting there thinking about what you want to eat next, you probably have a very bad relationship with food. And I would recommend you talk to somebody um, about that because that is a little bit alarming. Um, Again, I'm not a doctor or a therapist or anything like that. Just disclose it. But I would probably recommend that you talk to somebody if you know after you're eating, you're thinking about the next thing that you want to be eating because that is – definitely something that you don't want to be doing anyway so yeah so with the 20 minute rule you're probably going to find something else to do you're going to be cleaning up you're going to be waiting um and then after that 20 minutes is up if you're still hungry if there's still something that you want you can you can have it right because it's you know good to listen to your body's intuitive reactions to fullness to hunger and things like that so it's a great chance to do that and with it, you know, yeah, you can have some fruit. Maybe you can have a protein shake. Maybe you can have, I mean, a protein bar, arguably, if you want. Uh, or Honestly, if you're tracking your calories and you know where you're at, have a little bit of ice cream. Have a little bit of a candy bar. Like, it's okay. You're going to be fine. So that's where, you know, I said you don't have to track calories with this approach, but that's where it can help a little bit if you want to be a little bit more flexible with your diet. But you know, definitely make sure you're still not sacrificing the calories there, though, from uh, your protein. So if you haven't reached your protein marker for the day, then don't eat the candy bar. Probably have a protein shake or uh, some more chicken or something like that. Just because you know, protein's super important. It really is when it comes to weight loss, especially. And yeah, studies have shown it time and time again. So don't discount that. Okay. And I mean, yeah, so that's kind of like the warrior diet here in, in a nutshell, right? So what are the main takeaways, right? Is that, you know, just because you're doing a fasting diet doesn't mean that you can't eat anything else uh, in your day. It doesn't mean that you're not allowed to, you know, have some fruit if you're feeling super hungry as you're waiting for your eating quote unquote window to open up doesn't mean you can't have a protein shake um with a little bit of a like a nut butter in it while you're waiting it doesn't mean that you can't eat a single morsel of anything (laughs) whatsoever you can't eat the cookie that your neighbor is offering you and it doesn't mean that you aren't able to have a little bit of damn cream or sugar in your coffee it's fine it's literally freaking fine so I mean, yeah, I think that's really like that's the biggest takeaway I think that you can have is just because you want to do intermittent fasting doesn't mean you need to be so dogmatic with your approach to it. And, you know, it, it has a lot of benefits. It has, uh, I'm honestly, I'm trying to think of some drawbacks, but th- there's not really a ton. Um, unless you are somebody who's very prone to like binge eating or something like that. And I think that's, you know, where it's important to know yourself and have that conversation with yourself uh, on if this is something that would work for you. Um, so, I mean, I could probably keep going on with this, but I did want to make this kind of a shorter episode. So I think I'm going to cut it here, but I will come back, maybe have another episode on controlled fasting, maybe have an episode on, uh, the 15-hour fast protocol I did, and maybe even dive into the 16:8 approach, and you know, even just throw some you know good studies at you guys um, for you to kind of look into if you're interested. So feel free to uh, you know ping me on the social medias or anything like that if that interests you. Let me know what you want to hear. I think that's really important here as uh, we move forward and. Yeah, seriously, thanks for listening. I hope this was informative. I hope things make sense. I hope I didn't uh, stumble over my words too much or say anything a little too off the chain here. But, you know, this is a one-take show. We don't really mess around with the whole editing thing, so we just kind of let it go how it flies. (laughs) But I seriously appreciate you listening. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you. If you're listening anywhere, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, please give us a follow. Please subscribe. Please leave one of those little five-star review, guys. You know, that would be awesome. Kind of help us, you know, reach a few more people, help some more, uh, you know, save some more lives, right? And, yeah, I just seriously appreciate you. Thanks so much for listening, and I want to hear from you what you want to hear and I'm pumped for the next one, and I hope you guys are too. Take care, and stay safe.